Let's roll. We're going five, four, three, action, everybody. Hi again, it's Jungle Jim Jerome. Coming at you hard with a special edition of Inside Curling. It's called, uh, what do we call it? Uh, the inside, inside the slam, Warren. Is that what we've picked that, for? That's it, Jim. It's inside the slam. Inside the. You know what? You picked that yourself. You never consulted Kevin and I on that. It was going to be the Jim Jerome show. <laughs> 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 this is inside the slam because there's one going on in Red Deer, and uh, we're going to talk all about that uh, amongst a couple other things. Uh, thank you all for joining us as you do each and every week uh, for our regular show, uh, Inside Curling, and of course these slam specials. Uh, we'd like to acknowledge our sponsors, Casino City, Coyote Tractor, and Goldline. Uh, on the weekly show, Coyote Tractor brings you hot rock topics. If you have work to do, Coyote has the tractors, the UTVs, the ZTRs, and compact construction equipment to do it. Coyote, we dig dirt. Here's what we're doing. Kev's down in uh, Red Deer. Any snow down there, Kev? Is it is it okay or what? No, no snow. A little cold, though, Jimmy. Yeah. But we're used to that. That's not sorry. Listen, it's T-shirt weather here. It's minus 25. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get out the sunblock, like I said. Uh, the fifth slam of the year is going on in Red Deer. It is the Co-op Canadian Open started on Tuesday. Kevin, you're down there, of course. I've been watching. I'm proud. I'm proud of the job you're doing, uh, Kevin, on TV. Um, we started out with, uh, let's see, how many teams? 16 teams in the men and women's. Uh, we're going to break that down and see the playoffs are starting tomorrow. But there's a couple tiebreakers, so we'll uh, get to that. Uh, we've made some selections. We acted as a team to pick eight teams. Me and Warren go three each. Uh, Kevin goes two. We'll see how we did. And uh, the playoffs, like I say, are going to start tomorrow. I'll give you the updates at the end of the show on the times on Sportsnet. Also, speaking of playoffs, this weekend, provincial territorial level uh, Briar and Scotty playdowns are going to happen. We'll check in and see what's going on with that uh, deal. I see one of them, Warren, is still called the Tankard. Is that is that name hanging in there? Is it surviving? That's a, a hangover, so to speak, from the old Labatt okay. days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. Canadian Open, Red Deer, uh, 16 women's teams, 16 men's. They've all started on Tuesday, getting ready for playoffs. Uh, they work their way through it. There's uh, pools, teams of four in each pool, but you don't play the your own teams. You play teams in the other pool. Both have been settled. The preliminary is done. Kevin, bring us up to speed, my man. Well, let's start with the women's side first. Hey, Jimmy. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So there's tiebreakers on both the men's and the women's. Uh, on the women's side, uh, Tabitha Peterson and Jennifer Jones are going to battle uh, early in the morning, tomorrow morning, 8.30 Mountain, to uh, decide who gets to play Hasselborg. Anna Hasselborg going undefeated this week, playing awesome. Yep. She ended up in the one seed. because Now, there are three teams at 4-0 and after the round robin, but then it's decided by the total draws to the button distance, and Hasselborg was only 17 centimeters total after all the games. And that's two draws per game. So they were absolutely fantastic. Uh, on the same side, you've got Team Unji Gim and uh, Rachel Holman playing in the quarterfinals. That's the one half. That's the top half. And then the bottom half, uh, Savannah Terenzoni, 
You've got Unjun Kim playing each other, uh, Carrie Anderson, and Satsuki Fujisawa. So that just, that's the whole, uh, I guess you'd say, nine teams left in it, the tiebreaker yep. and the quarters. Um, not a whole lot of surprises, though, Jimmy, I don't think, in this one. Um, you kind of wonder how, you know, uh, Isabella Verano can't be in it. But, uh, you know, you think, well, maybe the upset would be Unjun Kim being in. But they've had an outstanding year. They're, they've went all the way up to number four rank in the world. Right. So I don't think you can call call them. As far as world rankings goes, you've got Fujisawa at 14. But she's the defending champ of this event. So um, the women's went pretty much as one would think other than Isabella Verano. But I guess who do you who do you bump out to put her in? <laughs> you know, yeah, right. it's, it's a really strong field. Yeah. What, uh, Kevin, you were competing... I've always they're, they're, I've always thought it's a tough position for people who are the best in the world. Warren, you can answer this too. That I mean, you want to stay on top, but at the same time, there's the stark realization if the game's going to grow, you need you need sort of lesser known teams to start to win. Um, and what we're seeing this week is there's no lesser known teams <laughs> winning here. It's all the cream of the crop. It is really the cream of the crop, but but you know what? It wasn't long ago that uh, Korea, Gim and Kim, wouldn't have really been part of the mix, right? Right. You know, that's just been fairly recent because um, that was a big. I, I I think I can say it was a surprise when Unjun Kim won the silver medal in uh, Pyeongchang at the Olympics. It was a huge deal for the, for them and the country and growth of curling, but but I don't think it was expected. Right. But but now they're expected, yes. But it's been fairly recent as far as that goes. Vranel's certainly been recent. Right. White is sort of creeping in there on the men's side, right? On the well, yeah, exactly. You you got some. You've definitely got some new uh, new teams coming in. But uh, you're right. The uh, the top dogs stay there for quite a while. Warren, when you were doing what you were doing back in the day, uh, organizing those big events and taking curling over the top after you got into the Olympics and you got the deal done with TSN and and curling exploded. These other teams now that Kevin's talking about who are becoming household names that weren't, did they borrow stuff from you, Warren, to run their country's curling? Uh, did they look to Canada to say, how are you guys doing this? Well, there's been a lot of Canadian coaches involved over time with uh, teams, particularly in Europe and Asia. Uh, we've been sending coaches into all these other countries for years. I mean, you can go back to my day when I was running clinics Back, uh, I did clinics in Sweden three times in the 70s, uh, Germany, uh, Japan. So Canadians have been teaching abroad for many, many years. And I think that's had a lot to do with the uh, the success of some of these teams from particular Europe and Asia. But as well, they've they've taken the thing on in a very, very serious mode. And it's become a, almost a full-time occupation for many of them. As a result, they, they've curled so much and they play so many games and they are absolute students of everything that's happening. They've just become very good. Yeah. Uh, what do you take away, Warren, so far on the women's side down in Red Deer? Well, I thought I've seen some pretty good curling. I've seen some curling. I'm going like, wow, particularly Caitlin Lost. That team is really struggling. I don't know what's going on with them, but they had a lot of trouble. Uh, interesting enough with Hasselberg having gone four and zero, but they didn't exactly I think felt played an excellent game this evening either. So some teams are doing very well, some are struggling a bit. I think we should note there's three Canadian teams on the women's side in the final eight, but there's also two Korean teams. Uh, another interesting thing happened this evening: uh, the fact that in the pre-shot draw to the button, pre-game draw to the button to see who's going to get the hammer in the game between 
Sweden and uh, Laws, after throwing two rocks each, they were tied, which you're not going to see happen very often. Uh, on the first rock, they both came like it was 0.1 from the pin, and the second shot, they both covered the pin. So they had to throw another stone each, this time without sweeping. And of course, Hasselborg won it, but uh, you don't see that happen very often. Yeah, that's like that's a for tie sure. photo finish in a horse race. Yeah, never yep, no kidding, yep. So it looks great. I mean, as Kevin's mentioned, the top teams are still the ones that are trucking right along and doing well and uh, should be an interesting day tomorrow and Sunday. All right, Kev, uh, let's break it down. I, th- I think my boy Cooey, who he interviewed, at the last show, trying to give him some karma. Uh, a lot of people are tuning in after we learn that Cooey's fighting for his life <laughs> to, to to try and get to the the Briar, I guess, right? Uh, and this is a big event for him. What uh, what do you take away, Kev, from the men's? Well, I got a text actually when uh, if everybody was watching the the men's draw, and uh, Mike McEwen made that beautiful off the wall shot to beat Carruthers and knock Carruthers out of the event. I got a text right away from Carrick. Dad, that, that shot just qualified us for the Briar. So that was pretty funny stuff. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Uh, way to go, Carrick. Yeah. Always a, always a weird position. I hope they miss. <laughs> uh, well done. Okay, Warren, what do you take away from the men's side? Well, I noticed in, in my observation two very hot teams. The hottest one being Benmore Swartz, Spaller. They're going extremely well, and the other one is White. Both those teams, from what I saw of them, are, are the cream of the crop at the moment from, from what I know. Um, and it uh, should be interesting to see what they do in the cu- next couple of days. As far as the teams that made it in the Final Eight, again, three from Canada, but two from Scotland. And uh, it's going to be interesting to Scottish, Scottish Nationals this year. You're going to have White, Mowat, and Craig. But that isn't the end of it. Um, Mowat might not be the Scottish champion this year. It could be a pretty touch and go, I think, for him. So they're coming on awfully strong, the Scottish teams. Yeah, well, no, Team Mount's playing good too, though, Jimmy. Like, they're they're going good too. Yeah, they are. Like it's, not, it's not just white. <laughs> but they're good too. And this, you know, James Craig, I've actually paid pretty close attention to him this week, and they're, they're good also. Now, they're in a, they're in a tough position because as a really young team, to win much, they're going to have to beat Mowat and White. Like that's 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 right. a, that's a lot to ask for a young a young person. But you know, working right. with uh, and against Mowat and White, those sure made this uh, young team really good, really fast. So that's cool. You know, another young team we should mention as well is Casper from the USA, and uh, they won one game. They upset Crothers, didn't they, Kevin? Uh, no, they beat Cooey. Cooey, right? And uh, I mean, th- again, those guys are all in the early twenties. And, you know, Dropkin's the main team down there right now, but uh, they're not far behind them and another team for the future. So there are some good young players coming up. Yeah, and that's to your point, Jimmy, asking, you know, mentioning young players coming up and being able to make the Grand Slams. Well, that's another example of a team that we hadn't heard of, and uh, they're competing really well. They've won the, the Tier 2 like Kim did on the women's side. Casper uh, won it on the men's side, the uh, uh, the Tier 2 earlier this year in the Tour Challenge. If you're a crike, you bring up a a point you know you're like god we're playing good and and we're gonna go home and try you know and we got to compete in scotland against mount and white i'm sitting the team down kev i'm going we're all moving to ireland <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're gonna put a team in from ireland 
Uh, Warren, we did some picks like we do each and every slam. Uh, we we pick eight teams to uh, make the playoffs. You and I pick three each. Uh, Kevin picks two. How did we do? Well, let's look at the women first because that was the one we probably did the best. So, Jim, you picked Holman, Jones, and Hasselberg. Three for three. Thank you. I picked Woo! Gim, <laughs> Anderson, and Rana. Two for three. And Kevin picked Kim and Terenzoni. So we got seven out of eight. Bingo. No, no. You, Good you run. said we got seven out of eight. You didn't, Or <laughs> Me and Kevin got seven out of eight. Oh, okay. You okay, didn't. Jim. Okay, don't say we. <laughs> <laughs> and on the men's side, we did pretty good there, too. Not quite as good, but pretty good. Uh, you picked Ritanos, Cooey, and Botcher. Jim, you're six for six. Thank you. You should be going to uh, one of the betting sites. I know. I, I picked Gushu White and Mowat, so I got three. But Kevin picked Carruthers and Edine. Ouch, uh, ouch, 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 ouch. Oh, no. <laughs> Ofer. Ofer. Martin goes Ofer. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> now, McEwen, that shot. They shot. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's worth getting your son in the briar. So anyway, it's pretty good. You know, we're we're picking eight out of sixteen in each case, and to come up uh, with that many, um, I think the show is we we must know something. <laughs> Maybe I, I do apparently. Yeah. By the way, it's not like uh, cam- coming out of left field to do this. I did extremely well last week. I kicked your asses. You've actually you. been on a roll lately, Jim. That, that's that's that is actually <laughs> that's the truth. Actually, yep. Yeah, it just it shows you it shows you the intelligence you need, and the absolute brilliant knowledge of curling uh, yeah. that I have. To you should be placing some bets, Jim. I am. I am placing bets. Um, a boy. Uh, okay, so uh, what are we going to do, Warren? We're going to pick some teams uh, to win this thing. How's that going to work? Well, we're going to pick, we're each going to pick two finalists because tomorrow they're going to go from the eights, fours down to the twos by the time we do our show tomorrow night. So we're going to pick the two finalists and then we're going to pick who we think is going to win in both sides. So go for it, Jim. I will go with Hasselborg and I'm on to, I'm on to something here because I'm going to do it with both. I'm going to pick Jennifer Jones. I think she's going to win that playoff and I think she's going to light it up. Well, as we've always said before, never count Jennifer Jones out. Okay, I'm going to pick Cooey because I'm picking the two playoffs, uh, Jones and Cooey and the men. And I'm going to go with Botcher. They're on the same side, Jim. Oh. You've got to go with Mowat, Crick, White, or Ratanos. Well, how do you not pick Ratanos? I'll show you how I don't. I'm not going to pick White. I get, oh, there you go. I was going to say. There you go. That's you, how you do you, it. If you were watching this week, you would maybe not pick Ratana. White anyway. and Cooey. That's what I'm picking. White and Cooey. Okay. On the women's side, I'm going to go with uh, Holman and Terenzoni, and uh, I'm going to pick Holman as the winner. On the men's side, I'm going to go with Schwaller and White, and uh, Schwaller as the winner. Okay. You and I both pick white? That's fine. All right. I hope he wins. Okay, Kev. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. You know, uh, I think we got to... Boy, it's tough to not... It's got to pick Terranzoni. They're going really good. Undefeated. Curling really well. I got to go Terranzoni. No, no choice about it. And, you know, that team game... 
They're they're so darn good. I, I gotta I gotta yep. go with Gim. Yep. And that's yeah, the one I you helped. No, Kim. I looked at them really. Oh, Kim. Okay. Kim. And then. Yeah, I looked yeah, at them too. Yeah, they're curling really good too, Team Kim. But you can't pick everybody, Jim. You gotta just pick somebody. It's, like, it's not quite tomato tomato. It's like Kim, Gim. What's the difference? Well, there is. There's there are two different teams. I'll go with Team Turns only to win the event. On the men's side, this is really tough as well. Um, I Mowat's curling so well. I'll take Mowat on the bottom. On the top. Uh, well, I got to take another guy off the top, don't I? Got to pick two. Yep. So I'll go yep. with, uh, I think Mr. Mr. Botcher. I think they're going to do okay this week. Yeah, yep, yeah. And I'll pick Mr. Well Mowat to actually win the event in the end. All right. So we got a little bit We've of got uh, it covered. diversity, but... Yeah, but it's uh, any one of those uh, those teams could win in my oh, opinion. Oh, geez, yeah, uh, they're curling so well. It's... Any any one of the any one of the eight. Uh, the only the, I mean, the guys are struggling, but I mean, Rotanos has not had a good go at it. They had one game I watched there was was really bad. It just wasn't them. So they're not quite uh, hitting on all cylinders. But uh, you know, tomorrow's a new day, and that may change. Anyway, yeah, dude is looking to smash the record to go four in a row, right? Rotanos. Yeah, and you can't count them out, but they're going to have to play a lot better than they they have uh, today. I think it was today they were on the game, weren't they, Kevin? What's that? They were on the show this afternoon, weren't they? It was, it was yesterday. can't remember, but they, they, they yeah, struggled. Yeah, a little bit. They, they, no, they're not there. They're not firing all cylinders right now. No, that's right. But I don't know if they, Jim, but I'm they, not sure they would break the record if they win one more slam in a row. I, I may have been just... <laughs> I think I think the guy that we are talking to here won five, didn't you? <laughs> I but they begin. I knew it. I said I'm going to throw that out there and see if he bites. That boy, Jim. See if he bites. <laughs> you took both. We just hooks. want to be factual. We just tri- want to be factual, Jim. <laughs> I threw a triple hook in there. You grabbed all three. You dra- grabbed them all by the treble. Uh, okay, uh, as we whip along, uh, of course, it's that time of the year when the Provincial and territorial playdowns got to start to set us up for the Scotties and the Briar. Uh, they started this weekend in Nova Scotia, NWT in Saskatchewan. Also, the Briar tankered playdowns in Nova Scotia. Uh, Warren, what's going to go on there? Well, let's take a, a look. It's pretty early in the game and in all of these playoffs this weekend, but let's take a look at what we know right now, starting with the Nova Scotia tankered. And interesting, as Jim mentioned, that's a, a name that's been added to the provincial playoffs going back to the days of Labatt's, so it's it's still around. Anyway, they're qualifying three teams through A, B, and C, and then they're entering into a three-team sudden-death playoff. Two plays three, and the winner plays one. So the A qualifier is last year's champion, Matthew Manuel. The B qualifier is Owen Purcell. So those two will be in the 1-2 game. Also still alive in the seaside is Paul Fleming, Colton Steele, Brent McDougall, and Stuart Thompson. So that whole thing will end up finishing on Sunday, I believe. In the Nova Scotia Scotties, pretty much the same playoff system. The A qualifier is also last year's champion, Christina Black. Uh, That's a good team. As you may remember last year, they did quite well in the Scott Turn of Hearts. And the B qualifier is Heather Smith, who we haven't heard from for a while. But Heather did most of her curling in the old days in, in New Brunswick, was a former, I believe, world junior champion uh, back in the 90s. Uh, so she's back at it. And in the seaside is Tanya Hillard, Mackenzie Mitchell, Jessica Daigle, and Christa McDiamond. 
So that's the teams in the Nova Scotia Scotties that are still alive. Um, New Brunswick Scotties, total of 12 teams with the same playoff format, it seems, as Nova Scotia. The A qualifier is Melissa Adams, the B, Melody Forsyth, and of course, they're still playing in the seaside. In Saskatchewan Scotties, total of 12 teams involved, two poles, pools of six, with an 18 sudden death playoff at the end. In the A pool at the moment, Nancy Martin is at 5 0, name we've heard many times in mixed doubles. Penny Barker at 3 2, another known name. In pool B, Shylar Ackerman is at 3 1, and Robin Silvernagel, a former Saskatchewan champion there as well, at 3 2. So that's where things are sitting in uh, Saskatchewan. The Yukon, uh, pardon me, the Northwest Territories playoffs are also on this weekend as well. And a well-known name, Carrie Galusha, is at 5-0. and And uh, she, of course, has won the Northwest Territories Scotties. I, I believe we're getting up to 16, 17 times. So in all probability, uh, it's a four-team playoff. Looks like they're playing a double round robin. And again, with a two versus three, and the winner plays one final. So... That's all in motion. It's in, in, in happening this weekend, and we'll bring you up to date tomorrow on what's happened uh, after tomorrow's play. Why are they doing that format? Why, why don't they just go with the page, with the four teams, three plays four, one plays two, et cetera? Well, that's what they are. They are in Nova Scotia. I think these other ones, um, Saskatchewan, but you, you bring up a good point. Every one of these provinces have some kind of a different playoff. Maybe it's dependent upon how many teams they have entered as to what they end up going with, but you're right. It would be really great if everybody used the same system so you could have some idea what was going on without having to do a half-hour research of what is their playoff <laughs> system. Mm-hmm. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should, I, I know how we can frustrate the listener. Let's see. Okay, we're going to break it down for you in the uh, Nova Scotia uh, playoffs, and we're going to do some picks. <laughs> it would take an hour and a half. Uh, what pool, Jim? See, oh, okay, no, okay. Uh well, there you go. Uh, Goldline is with us each and every week. Uh, probably our most popular segment with In the House, which is our guest spot. And uh, last week we had Kevin Cooey and we've had uh, Retornez was on before that and um, many, many great guests that we have. Uh, it's, called, it's called In the House. Goldline Curling is proud to be the founding partner of United We Curl, a nonprofit focused on expanding diversity in curling. Learn more at United We Curl. Dot com. Good stuff, boys. Kev, before we go, uh, we had a little glitch in the middle of the show. Uh, and while we were taking a break, getting you set up again, you got to, we won't name, we won't name the hotel, but you got to tell the story about the guy stepping into his <laughs> tub to have a shower. Well, <laughs> That's the best. Well, just talking to a fellow today that was uh, just stepped into like a kind of a long shower and, and, uh, and you, well, you know, the shower gets going and of course the water is supposed to flow towards the, towards the drain, but it actually flowed the other way. <laughs> so, so what do you do? You know, I don't know. I <laughs> so he don't was thinking, know. he was thinking maybe I should go down and, and get a squeegee from the front desk <laughs> to get the water the down needs, the drain. The guy needs a bailing can <laughs> to empty his tub. I don't know oh how that God. could possibly have happened that the, the other end is lower than the drain. But anyways, fun and game. There's always fun stuff, you know, when you travel a lot and you're staying at, at various hotels and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Right. It's good, cool stuff. That's funny. Thank, thank God he's not having the same problem with the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, there we go, folks. Uh, thanks. Way to go, fellas. Good show. We love doing these. And uh, good luck to all the curlers this weekend in Red Deer. Good luck to you too, Kev. Uh, here's the broadcast schedule for Saturday. Uh, they'll get the uh, 12 p.m. Mountain is the men's quarterfinals. 4 p.m. is the women's quarterfinals. And then at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, Mountain is the men and women's semifinals. So you can tune in and watch all of that tomorrow. But uh, don't forget, we're back with a special show again tomorrow. Uh, the tiebreakers will be set up. It's not being broadcast, but they'll be set up at 8.30. They do the two tiebreakers between Gushu and Cooey and Jones and Peterson. Then they'll have the eight finalists. God, I did a good job there, fellas, didn't I? Wasn't that that so smooth. So yeah, smooth. You're a remarkable man for your age. <laughs> I love you, Warren. See you later, fellas. Okay. All right, gentlemen. You have a good night.